The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus went off to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, or of Tiberias, and a large crowd followed him, impressed by the signs he gave by curing the sick. Jesus climbed the hillside and sat down there with his disciples. It was shortly before the Jewish feast of Passover. Looking up, Jesus saw the crowds approaching and said to Philip, Where can we buy some bread for these people to eat? He only said this to test Philip. He himself knew exactly what he was going to do. Philip answered, 200 denarii would only buy enough to give them a small piece each. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said, There is a small boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what is that between so many? Jesus said to them, Make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass there, and as many as 5,000 men sat down. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and gave them out to all who were sitting ready. He then did the same with the fish, giving out as much as they wanted. When they had eaten enough, he said to the disciples, Pick up the pieces left over, so that nothing gets wasted. So they picked them up and filled twelve hampers, with scraps left over from the meal of barley, of five barley loaves. The people, seeing this sign that he had given, said, This really is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, who could say, see they were about to come and take him by force and make him king, escaped back to the hills by himself. The Gospel of the Lord. Those words by Gamaliel are an interesting prophecy. He says if these are just some other group of people following some false prophet, they'll dissipate of their own, they'll disintegrate into nothing. Have we in fact disintegrated as the body of Christ? I mean, we've been scattered far and wide, and we've suffered breakage. The church is not exactly in perfect unity, but we are like little mustard seeds with our little bit of faith scattered all across the world scattered innumerably this kind of nameless nobody bunch that the lord knows by name calls each of us uh, and continues to scatter us far and wide in his name gamaliel's words proved true you don't want to fight against the god who's doing that casting we are among those seeds and so is today's saint catherine of siena virgin doctor mystic and who knows what else in our canon of saints we have these ways of categorizing the saints so that we know what we're looking for when we look at them we know what to ask for when we ask them to intercede for us so i'd like to say three things on those on those things think of doctor really it's someone who knows uh, who has a deep affinity with the mind of christ they know the truth if the church hails you a doctor of the church they're saying that person's mind is quite well aligned, reliably aligned to the mind of God. Listen to them. Listen to the elders. Listen to the teachers. Come close to the doctrine of God. With these, your companions. What about virgin? You know, we can tend to pietize this a little bit, but it doesn't mean necessarily physical virginal quality. I don't think that's the emphasis here. The emphasis is really what Jesus talks about in the Beatitudes. He says, blessed are the pure, for they shall what? See.
see God. It's about purity of heart, purity of vision, having that kind of clear eye that seeks one thing, to abide in the house of the Lord. Lastly, on the note of mystic, you might remember the words of the Jesuit priest Karl Rana. Rana said, the Christian of the, he said this some 50 years ago, he said, the Christian of the future will either be a mystic or will not be a Christian at all. I think what he was saying is that unless we start to peel back the veil on our spiritual imagination, we start to see deeper into what it is we're doing here, into who it is we are when we gather. Unless we have that vision, then the Christian body may well disintegrate into nothing, as Gamaliel said. It'll lose its soul. It'll start to become a dead thing instead of a thing that lives eternally. All of us here, we gather together with the saints because we all do have one thing in common. We set our gaze in a singular place on the house, on the person of the Lord himself. Listen to these words from Catherine of Siena. O eternal Trinity, eternal Godhead, this Godhead, your divine nature, made immensely precious the blood of the only begotten Son. Eternal Trinity, you are like a deep sea in which the more I seek, the more I find, and the more I find, the more I seek you. You fill the soul, yet somehow without satisfying it, in the abyss which you are, so fill the soul that it ever continues to hunger and thirst for you, desiring you, eager in your light to see you, who are the light.